Welcome to a new episode of the Bold Take Podcast, number one sports podcast in the state of Arkansas. I am Austin Waiter. With me, as always, the man, the myth, the Chicago Bear fan legend. I won't say Chicago Bear legend, although not not bad. (laughs) Uh, The Austin Hill. And this episode, pretty pure and simple. Uh, We got playoffs to recap in arguably the best weekend of of playoff football ever. Uh, would you say it's the best one you've seen in your lifetime? In my lifetime, absolutely. Um, you know, it was exciting. Um, NFL needs to change their overtime rules because it really killed the vibe to close out the weekend. Um, but overall, it was a, a very exciting weekend of football. Yes, it was. So let's start with the first one. Bengals Titans. We both, I double check, we both picked the Titans for this one. We both felt confident King Henry's return would make a difference. And it really didn't yeah. uh, credit the Titans' defense. They kept them in the game. They sacked Joe Burrow the same amount of times as Days Ferris Bueller missed in his senior year, wow. uh, nine times. And they kept them in that game because it looked like Cincinnati was going to pull away. But hmm, Ryan Tannehill, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, um, you know, a uh, couple of just bad turnovers there. But, you know, uh, they just got to get something figured out. I, I think that – you know, obviously not having Derrick Henry and Julio Jones all season, um, you know, was a really big issue for a team that, you know, was basically centered around uh, those guys. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Brown in and out. But they found a way to get it, done, get it done and found a way to get to the one seed. So, at the end of the day, you can't make a lot of excuses. The Bengals just came out there and got the job done. Yeah, they did. And I said the Bengals defense came to play, too. Uh, and credit to Joe Burrow. Like I said, despite getting sacked nine times, he kept on getting up. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, not I don't know how many times I would have gotten up if I got sacked nine times. <laughs> yeah, um, and, you know, I hope that it is becoming more and more prevalent to the Bengals that offensive line is still in need. Yes. <laughs> um, it was better than it was last year. Joe Burrow has not had a season-ending injury. Um, knock on wood, because I'd hate to be the reason <laughs> <Yeah>. that happens. <laughs> knock on wood. Um but, you know, he hasn't had a season-ending injury this year, so he's been more protected where he uh, hasn't put his body on the line. But still, getting sacked nine times is a lot, and so uh, that's got to be a spot where they build, um, you know, to keep this team moving forward because, you know, even if you win the Super Bowl this year, you still got to yeah. get better next year. Um, so uh, I, I hope this is a, a pointing at, you know, some of the flaws that they still have. Hopefully it's it's pretty cool. if it's not clear by now and they end up picking another like wide receiver in the first round. I don't know what's gonna come make them come come to maybe maybe another ender entry to Joe Burrow. Like you know what, maybe we should consider it. Maybe, but uh, I'll ask you this question though. Tannehill, let's face it, was the main reason the Titans lost that game. Three interceptions. Uh, do you think the Titans with the roster they have, which is good enough, I think, to get to a Super Bowl? Do you think they can get there with? Tannehill's quarterback um I think that Ryan Tannehill was a big step up for Marcus Mariota um when they got Tannehill um but it wouldn't I I think he can do it I think he can do it because Ryan Tannehill doesn't often have big time turnover games like that um I I mean this season he looked probably the best he's ever looked um and you know that's playing without AJ Brown Julio Jones and Derrick Henry for a good chunk of the season. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> um, so I, I think that he can definitely play better. But it would not hurt 
um, this offseason to maybe do your due diligence in the uh, Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson department. Or Russell Wilson. Uh, or Don't forget about Wilson. him. Yeah, so, I mean, there are a lot of options up. Uh, for grabs and I don't think it would hurt this team has shown that they're willing to give up draft picks to make what they want happen and like I said Ryan Tannehill's a decent quarterback um you know younger than Rodgers and Wilson so for a team you know like the Packers or the Seahawks could still stay competitive by getting this guy um having a veteran guy and you know it could definitely help the Texans become more competitive unless they're really looking for that uh hard reboot yeah, I think so. I mean, to me, the only way they're going to get better, in my opinion, for that offense would probably be uh, Rodgers, maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't know if Watson or Russell Wilson really fit the type of offense they want to run down there. Yeah, Maybe, maybe they could run some read option with uh, Wilson and Watson, but I mean, they get Aaron Rodgers, they will be, they'll be tough to beat. But I, I don't know about Tannehill. You know, he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. So, I mean, I can't really blame him. This is the first real game where they're like, hey, this is the big one. You know, I mean, they made the an AFC championship run a few years ago, but nobody expected them to get there. Yeah. And, you know, again, on the back of Derrick Henry, not a lot of work. For, exactly. Um, Ryan Tannehill to do uh, during that last playoff run. This was much more, um, especially with the questions around Julio Jones and Derrick Henry. This was much more a Ryan Tannehill game. And that's still the way they called the game. Yeah, definitely. And I will say also, I get you have Derrick Henry back, but Deontay Foreman was clearly, no offense to Derrick Henry, was clearly the better back for the Titans to use in that game. Yeah, um, I honestly, I, I respect the idea of, you know, giving Derrick Henry no snap count or no minutes restriction, you know, just go out there and play like it's, you know, lives on the line. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's not working, Get to the guy who really was a solid option for you in his absence. Yeah, he had, I think it was like maybe like a 50, 60 yard run that set him up in the red zone and then an interception next way. But, but, but how, but how about the Bengals? Yeah, La really. yeah, seriously, you're talking about last year, injured Joe Burrow. Nothing looked good going into this year. Nobody gave him a shot because they didn't draft an O line, they just drafted wide receiver. And now, they're one win away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, you know, it's hard to believe that there were people saying that Zach Taylor should be fired. Yeah, imagine imagine, imagine who would have said that. You know, really, really is amazing who uh, would have said that. Quite the turnaround for the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, we will talk about who they're facing here in a little bit. Let's talk about the second one uh, the uh, on Saturday night, the NFC Divisional Round, Packers-Niners, a game that I know this man across from me really enjoyed watching, and – Oh. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out words to describe it other than a choke because it, it was a pure choke. Uh, yeah, it was just um, you know one touchdown from Aaron Rodgers in that game, and then the defense came to play for the Niners. Um, you know, all the scoring came on special teams, but what we don't talk about enough in that game is just how good the defense yeah. was. They gave up one early touchdown, and they shut down Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones for the rest of the game, and that's something that. Almost nobody has been able to do this season. Not not at all. It really, really was surprising. I was trying to watch that and the Razorbacks play at the same time. That was a thrilling game on a totally different thing. But I just kept on trying to watch both. And it just seemed like they, after this, they go down the field on the first drive, the Packers do get in the end zone easily. And I'm like, oh, that, that's not a good sign. Then the second drive, they're driving uh, in near the red zone. And then Mercedes Lewis fumbles. And that was after that, it's like the offense just shut yeah. down. 
But uh, like you said, there was technically 13 points lost for the Packers on special teams. You look at the blocked field goal in the last play of the first half. Uh, you look at the blocked punt that ended up going for a touchdown to tie the game. But also a punt return by Debo Samuel that led to the 49ers getting their first points of the game on a field goal, which allowed them to even tie it in the first place. So, you know, there's... Now we talk about the Packers, there's a lot of questions, a lot oh, yeah. of guys that could could not be coming back. $45 million over the cap, and you still have to re-sign Devontae Adams, maybe sign Aaron Rodgers, and that's big money just from those two. And did I mention also, I heard this from a YouTuber, uh, this Packers guy, Tom Grossi, I don't know if you ever heard of him, He's, but uh he, I heard him because he's supposed to video about it. There is only one wide receiver under contract for the Packers entering next year, and it's the rookie wide receiver they drafted last year. Uh, Alan Lazard is a restricted free agent, but besides that, all the others are free agents, so the Packers are in deep trouble. Uh, yeah, um, really, it, it comes down to this. If you can get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to come back, you know, you've got to just – You've, you've got to go for it. Do whatever it takes. Uh, but if you can't get those guys back, it may be time for a full-scale rebuild. Yeah, it really makes sense. And with no, with the way the NFC North looks, I mean, you got the Bears and Vikings both hiring new GMs and coaches. The Lions are, well, the Lions. Yeah. Uh, and the Packers going to probably take a step back next year. That division is going to be... I'm not going to say it's going to be as good as Tank Division. Tank Division was just the perfect meme for 2020. Yeah. But it's going to be it's going to be really close next year. And I really give your Bears a good chance to win it next year. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we we look like the most playoff ready team potentially. Um, you know, hopefully Justin Fields takes steps forward and it surprised me if the Vikings weren't on the cusp of a rebuild as well. Yep. But uh, credit to the 49ers. They're now in the NFC Championship, who entering Week 18, they weren't even guaranteed a playoff spot. Yeah. And I'll give you credit. You you had them going to the Super Bowl whenever we did our original predictions. I got to give you that. Yeah, so I, you know, I just – I and on, the only thing I will take <laughs> away from myself is I I sold into this Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the reason. Exactly. Um, you know, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a solid quarterback, and I think that he is an important piece of this team. Um, and just if you've seen anything with uh, the Niners players mm -hmm. after this game, they have nothing but supported Jimmy Garoppolo, including Kyle Shanahan, the coach, as well. Um, so, you know, they, they know that they wouldn't be where they were without him. But – in these playoff games, it has been so much more about the defense, yeah, and the special teams, definitely. and the run game. Um, but, you know, some would say I'm just a football genius. <laughs> I mean, you got the Raiders right. Now you got this. I mean, you may not have gotten the Titans right, but, I mean, I mean, who expected them to lose in the yeah. first game? So, yeah, But uh, like you said with Jimmy G, he's 33-14 and 14 as a starter in the regular season. He's 5-1 and one in the playoffs. Give the guy the respect he deserves winning wise. He may not, he may not, he may make some bad throws occasionally, but pure and simple, dude is a winner. And I'll take a QB that's a winner on my team. And only playoff loss of his career is in the Super Bowl. Exactly. The Super Bowl. And he I might mean, get a chance to redeem that if they win this Sunday. So I mean, you really look at it um with the way he's played this season and 49ers are going to have a decision that they have yeah. to make this season. Do you, 
do you forego Jimmy G after what you've seen? Clear and simple, like we said, a winner. He's getting the job done. Backs against the wall. He put the team on his back those last two weeks of yeah. the regular season. Um, or do you, you know, shed some cap money, get to start, you know, really working with Trey Lance and look to see what he can do for your team. But I, I honestly think they're coming to a time where they've got to pick one of these guys. Um, you know, Trey Lance, they gave up a lot to the, move up yeah. to that spot to pick Trey Lance. And you don't want that guy sitting um, on the bench for two years yeah. if you're going to trade up that much. Um, if it was Jordan, and like the situation with Jordan Love, Jordan Love could sit on the bench for however long the Packers want him to because they that was just their first round pick. Exactly. You'd like your first round pick to, you know, play at some point. I think they I think they gave up like a fourth round pick to move like two or three spots. Yeah. But I mean a fourth round pick in that draft there, I mean yeah. isn't as bad as the amount the 49ers uh, gave yeah, up. The Niners did a bit a big swap to move up. And so I think that if, you know, he's not the guy in the next year. And, you know, you're looking long-term with Jimmy Garoppolo for another two or three seasons. It's time to get some of those assets back or something equal to those assets for Trey Lance or, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo. But I personally, that's how my mind yeah. would be. And my question, here's my question. Say the 49ers win the NFC Championship. They win the Super Bowl. And Garoppolo plays well. Very, uh, well. What, what would you do there? Because number one, I think if you trade him, if they make it to the Super Bowl, regardless, they're going to get pretty good value yeah. for him because they're going to be like, this guy's been to two Super Bowls in like, what, three, four years yeah. as a starter. So, you know, I think they'll get decent value if they choose to trade him. But I'm telling you, you know how hard it'd be to get rid of him if they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, um, I think if you go to the Super Bowl at all, the worst thing you can do is trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I think it would be terrible for team morale. Um, you know, last thing you need is your players turning on you. Honestly, I, I think that if they win this Sunday night, Trey Lance could have played his only season in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, maybe they want to hold on to him for a couple of years and develop him on the bench. Um, you know, maybe he's okay with that. Maybe he wants to buy into that and be just that, you know, special package quarterback for now. Um, but Again, they spent a very high yeah. uh, draft pick. They spent a lot to get that very high draft pick. It, it, it would surprise me very much that if they make an appearance in the Super Bowl this year, that Trey Lance is a is a Niner for much longer. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is this: uh, I probably get hate for this from Steeler people on Twitter, but I, I would not mind Jimmy G's the Steeler starter next year. Oh, he absolutely. fits. He fits with our offense, and he also has an arm so <laughs> that can throw it. You know multiple times deep down the field, not like twice or three times yeah. by Ben's scale, but he fits the type of QB we need. I'd much rather have him than Aaron Rodgers. And you want to know why? Because one of them has a solid record in the playoffs and the other guy will give you all these stats in the regular season. I yeah. don't give a crap about the regular season. I want success in the postseason. And if I don't know if I'm going to get Absolutely. that with Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers just hasn't been able to make it happen. And Again, five and one in the in the playoffs with his only loss in the Super Bowl. That's just getting it done. Exactly. Well, now let's move to Sunday's games and one and the Rams and Buccaneers, where I thought we were going to have another uh, Falcon situation. Rams had a twenty-seven three lead, and everyone made the joke like, "Ha ha, it's really close, twenty-eight to three. Yeah. And and then it started happening. They Tampa Bay came all the way back and tied it up. 
and Matt Stafford with the throw of his life to win that game. Um, You know, it was a great throw, um, and I I think Matthew Stafford deserves a lot of credit, but way to be Cooper Cup, to be the guy that the defense is going to have their eyes on in two plays in a row, get wide open to set your team up for the game-winning field goal. Yeah, absolutely, but, you know, there's – as great as it was, the not, uh, the Rams won. There's some questions we got to talk. Specifically, no offense to him, Cam Akers. He had he had a little bit of a rough day. Now, granted, yeah. he's just coming back from a Achilles injury. Achilles injury, but he he had a rough day, and it's it was a question that I had that uh, why didn't they why didn't they go to Sony Michelle? Maybe you yeah. know a guy that has experience. They played in a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. I don't. That's just my personal opinion yeah, on that. He was a key contributor in that Super Bowl, exactly. As well, he rushed a couple of touchdowns in that one. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it was an interesting decision. Um, I just really hope they're not rushing him back too much. Yeah, you know, coming back from an Achilles injury—that's not always a guarantee. No, it's um, not. And it's been very impressive road to recovery, and uh, you know, the fact that he's even out there to suit up to begin with is honestly impressive. Um, but you know, when he's out there struggling like that, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to keep throwing him out there. Um, because now you're just putting him yeah. on the line, uh, even when he's not performing well. Absolutely. So, I mean, what, but congrats to the Rams, Rams, Niners. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute, but now let's talk about Tampa Bay and one Mr. Tom Brady, you know, I'm hearing all these reports that uh, he's considering retiring. But I gotta be honest, as a man who who has heard these rumors for years, I'm not buying it until I hear a word from Tom Brady's mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying it because uh, you know, I mean, there was all this talk coming into this year and last year that, you know, he's playing for a good couple more years per himself. Yeah. Um, you know, I he he talked about, you know, playing until he's forty five. Yeah. Um, and that he wanted to do that. So really to me, it would have to be, um, you know, uh, I saw him talk about spending time with his family and seeing what they wanted. And that would be, to me, the only thing that brings yeah. him up because he is certainly not done playing. But if, you know, the family wants him back, then I can understand that that might be the thing to pull him out. But, you know, I don't think it's a, as big of a discussion as people have made it out to be. But here, here's my question. Though. Say, you know, he retires. I mean, Tampa still got a lot of people. They still got a lot of players for like a Super Bowl built team. Do you say maybe if he does retire, they go after a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, or if he doesn't retire, possibly a Mr. Aaron Rodgers? Um, yeah, uh, I, I think you would be stupid running the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You already pulled off a, one of the greatest heists in NFL is, history to convince Tom Brady to yeah. leave New England and come play for you. Um, you know, so already props to the front office. Who's to say they couldn't go out and get it done again, especially a guy like Deshaun Watson, whose asking price is going to continue to go down as long as the Texans do not let him play a game of football. Yep. And as long as he says he's not going to play a game of football. Um, and Russell Wilson's price isn't going to be too steep. Um, you know, I and Aaron Rodgers for all we know, could potentially be a free agent. Um, so, you know, at that point, it's just bending the cap a little bit, and you get all this free space when Tom Brady retires. Yeah. Um, so, really, 
I think you'd be foolish not to give it a run at somebody. Jameis Winston will be a free agent. Uh, you know, bring him back to Tampa. Why, why not? <laughs> um, so I, I really think that there's, uh, you know, no reason that Tampa Bay goes into panic mode because they do have, obviously, a team built to win a Super Bowl. Um, it, it's just going to be, you know, what's the mindset? Yeah, exactly. Uh, 100%. But uh, that's another idea to keep the story on. Rodgers and Brady, you know, usually don't talk about them in the offseason. They're going to be the story of the offseason for sure. And now we will get to what, you know, even with the bad ending, I still think is at least a top three game I've seen in my entire life. Chiefs, Bills. uh, I'm trying to find words to describe this besides uh, like beautiful Awesome football. I don't know what else to describe it as. Yeah, um, I mean, really, just Patrick Mahomes uh, playing so well. Um, uh, It was evident in this game, the Chiefs secondary cannot get the job done. No. Um, Gabe Davis, enough said. Yeah, um, (laughs) you know, four touchdowns, 200 receiving yards. That, That tells you all you need to know. He was wide open whenever he wanted to be. Um, and you know, it goes to say at the very end, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes out just, just really beat the Bills defense, the yeah. number one defense in the regular season, number one postseason defense. And he comes into this game, had 13 seconds and he got it done. Um, you I know, will say technically for all people say he did in 13 seconds, by the time they got in field goal range, there was like three, two to three seconds left. So he really didn't 10 to 11 seconds, actually. Yeah, um, I mean, really, he just he got the job done uh, against one of the best defenses. And, you know, it, it just shows how little that Chiefs defense matters right now. And, you know, wh- what it takes to stop the Chiefs is to stop that offense. Um, yeah. We saw that in the Super Bowl last year. Um, and so, really, uh, teams like the Bills – they can beat that chief secondary, and you know that's going to be something that they're going to try and fix yeah. this offseason. Um, you know, I'd be surprised if they didn't sign Richard Sherman out of the free agency right now just to that pick would up be interesting. Um, some secondary help because, man, they were in trouble. Yeah. But you can't let Mahomes have the ball last, or you just got to stop that offense. And that's impossible for almost yeah. anybody. <laughs> so, you know – when you when you're looking at them, when you're the Bengals, who have done a great job in defense this postseason, Rams great defense this postseason, Niners great defense this postseason. You your defense has got to take yeah. another step up than the step you've already taken. And I will say the only way you're going to get that better is to pressure Mahomes. Now, credit the Bills did a decent job of that, but the problem was they couldn't tackle him. So you you got to wonder if they do play the Rams or the. 49ers in the Super Bowl, two teams with very good defensive lines, overall solid defenses. The only way they're going to win is they have to get after Mahomes, pure and simple. Yeah, I, I mean, again, look at last year's Super Bowl. That will That's the answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, Patrick Mahomes just always running for his life. You know, they I, I don't believe they scored a touchdown in that Super Bowl. I don't think they did. I think and, it was all field goals. Yeah, um, so, you know, they kept Patrick Mahomes out of the end zone uh, just with the way they were so suffocating. Shaq Barrett and Hamakinsu. Uh, I mean, these guys just got it done. 
And, you know, that's what you really got to do. You've got to get pressure on Mahomes because they were sitting back at the end of that in prevent defense and they were yeah. just getting picked apart. Travis Kelsey freestyling around. Yeah. And uh, you know what they say, and I've heard the same for the only thing prevent defense does is prevent winning. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it just really was impressive to see the Chiefs get it done. Um, but that overtime. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but uh, real quick, before we get to that, I got to discuss the 13 seconds left. The bills have the lead, the kickoff that's been talked about. Why not swib kick it? Your, your thoughts on it. Would you, would you have swib kicked in that situation? Cause I mean, you do that to me, in my opinion, from the people that have said it, you put yourself in a worse position. Exactly. You, yes, you take time off the clock. But also, you give the Chiefs the ball in better field position with still all three timeouts. I mean, it's like it'd be one thing if they got sacked once and then they had to use a timeout and yeah. they threw an incompletion and then they made a miracle play and kicked the field goal to tie it. Yeah. But it was just completion, completion, completion. If you move them closer, it's a touchdown and you just don't yeah. even get overtime. So I, I get the mindset on a squib kick, but I'm I'm with Sean McDermott all the way. I want Patrick Mahomes to have as little field position as possible. And that if that means forfeiting and giving him the first 25 yards free on a touchback, I'd rather do that than squib kick it where I mean all you gotta do on a squib kick is lay down on the ball. Exactly. So the clock stops then. You know, four seconds or whatever comes off the clock. And no, well, actually, I don't think it starts till they get possession of the ball. Yeah. So you could fall over. That's like one to two seconds. And they got the, to the spot where they were at with three seconds left still. So they would still have time to yeah. kick the field goal. Um, you know, so really, it, it to me, uh, it, it just really comes down to, you know, it depends on who you're playing. But in this situation, uh, Patrick Mahomes is too good. You can't give him that much field. Absolutely. So now we gotta discuss it. I mean, yeah. you, you, we weren't gonna, we were not, not gonna discuss this. Uh, yeah. overtime rules. Uh, I just want to hear your proposal. Let's face it, the the overtime rules currently are bad. Let's yes, just get terrible. that out of the way. So my question for you is this: You say you're in a situation, you have the commissioner in front of you. What I'm are making you making my pitch? Yeah. Right now. What is your pitch to him for the overtime? Make your pitch to him right now. Um, I, I think quite cut and dry the old college football system um i i think that i i don't like the n new college football overtime because they go to the two-point conversions too fast and they're really the only reason they do it is because they're trying to speed up the end of games and how you get so much attention to these overtime games that go crazy i distance. mean look at the look at the lsu a&m game years ago seven overtimes I was I was watching that until yeah. like eleven thirty midnight. I mean, everybody's watching these games. Um, but just both teams get a chance, offense, defense, and you just go until somebody wins, really yeah. wins. Um uh I, I just don't like this oh the coin toss. There it is. That's who wins because in a game with two high powered offenses um, it's not a matter of who makes a mistake first. It's a matter of who gets the ball first. Yeah. Um, and that's not, you know, not really football. That's not how the, our regulation is decided. 
Yeah. Um, so personally, I would go the college football over time. Um, maybe if you want to make it real interesting, you have to go for two every time. But that would that would be interesting. Um, but I I just think that we've got to have some kind of system where both teams get a chance um, to to respond every every time. I saw a proposal. Um, where we slightly amend it to where it's basically the same thing it is now, but both teams get a possession, and then it's sudden death. I don't like sudden death. No. Uh, there's too much luck involved with uh, deciding a sudden sudden death game. Um, all it takes is one tipped pass, and somebody's wide open, and no, yeah, it's a touchdown. We saw Robert Griffin the third do it in, in college. I was a. It's one of the most incredible plays in college football. That really was amazing. Um, but if it legitimately wasn't for a guy making a good defensive play and cutting off the short in route, uh, yeah. it never would have gotten launched thirty yards. That down is still one of the craziest a, plays I've seen for live. a touchdown. So you know, there's too much craziness that could happen, and then just like that your season's still over because it's sudden death and you didn't get a chance to respond. I, I think that's exactly where that new amendment would lead is okay, now both teams got a chance, but then both then both teams didn't get a chance because somebody got one possession and scored. Uh <clears throat> after they both scored the first time. So I I think we've got to go to a you know something that's just makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, just back and forth. But that's that's personally what I think. I, I think the overtime rule is stupid, and I thought it for a long time before it was cool to think the overtime yeah. rule was dumb. Let, I was about to say, yeah, let's let's clarify something. Even if the Bills got the won the toss and went down and scored, it I would, would still I would still hate the rule ridiculous. because that means Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance in overtime. I'm just uh, saying. Either way, even Josh Allen said it best. He's like, if we won the toss, we'd be celebrating that way. Yeah. So, um, it, it, you know, it's the same way. It's a, it's a, you know, it's not like, oh man, Patrick Mahomes wins another game. Sure, that's partially what I'm thinking, but it was a good football game. The best man was going to win the game, and exactly. you knew it. Uh, it just, you know, it's unfortunate that it comes down to a way where, you know, only one guy gets to hold the ball. Yeah. Um, when when you've got two great quarterbacks dueling and you've got such an offensive minded league, you would think the NFL would want its two quarterback superpowers, you know, just going for a hundred points. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, to me, it doesn't make sense from a business standpoint for the NFL, and it certainly doesn't make sense from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, uh, for my proposal would be almost the exact same as yours. I like the old college overtime rules. They were exciting and interesting. I mean, each team got a possession no matter what. And if you turned it over, you knew you possibly lost, which is understandable yeah. in that situation. Each team got a shot, and let's say Josh Allen throws an interception. Then you – would I still have been upset because I was cheering for the Bills to win? Yes. But I would understand because I was like, it was fair overtime rules. They got a shot. They didn't do it. So yeah. I think doing that – would be good. Also, I heard some rumor that someone might do it where they might do like a one full 10-minute quarter where they just play a normal quarter, and then after that, it's sudden death, yeah, which really um, doesn't make sense to me because it's basically you're playing five quarters. You just play five quarters, and then the and same then overtime. It's, and then it's – yeah, it's basically like you're playing five quarters, and then the overtime starts. Yeah, um, you know, I wouldn't – I don't think that playing another quarter of football would be – the worst idea would be better than where we're at now. Yeah. But 
you know, a lot of quarters of football can end in ties as well. Yeah. Because the first four did. Yeah. So I, I do think you need something that is less like another quarter and more like each team gets to go from the 25. Yeah. Like and if, and if one football. kicks a field goal and one gets a touchdown, that's that's a fair choice. That's that. It'd be different. If one of the teams kicked a field goal and scored a touchdown, I'd be like, okay, they each had a shot. That's fine. That's yeah. a great way to end it still. In, in that situation, you know that the game it, like you if you don't I and you know I can't even say this because it's not a good comparison I was gonna say if you don't score you you know you, you know that it's over yeah but Josh Allen scored so he wasn't thinking I mean yes he was thinking if I don't score here I lose but he was also thinking if I score here I win yeah not if I score here I'm never going to t- I'm not gonna touch the ball for the next five minutes and 13 seconds or whatever, because they're going to go down, kick a field goal, win the coin toss, and then march down the field and score another yeah. touchdown. Exactly. But uh, that that's our opinion on the overtime rule. All I'm saying is this, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes for the next 10 years. Yeah, yes, please. Exciting stuff. Yes, please. And then you add in all the other QBs in the AFC that are that are joining Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I mean – the a, I mean, the NFC's got some decent choice now, but the AFC is going to be really interesting for the next decade. So, but that that's our thoughts. But also, we got to look at for the Bills. In my opinion, this is a team that I don't know how they're going to be next year because you wonder if their offensive coordinator, Brian Dabble, Dabble, Dabble I think uh, so it's it's a weird. I didn't know Dabble or yeah, Dabble. Don't, don't ask me. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he's predicted to go right now. It seems like he's going to be the favorite for the Giants' job. Yeah. So you got to wonder how much of the offense and the way Josh Allen played was him. And you're yeah. going to find that out next year. Whenever it might, you might not be as good next year. Yeah. So. You know, I'm rooting for the Bills. I think, you know, I would need to see them play week a uh, few weeks in the season next year before I pick them as a Super Bowl mm-hmm. winner, but I, I, I'm rooting for them because no fan base deserves it more. That's true. So now we will talk about conference championship game previews. Let's start with the first one, the Kansas City Chiefs and Cincinnati Bengals. Let's just set it. Week 17, they faced off in Cincinnati. Classic game. Came down to the end, and the Chiefs, not knowing how to not get a penalty on the goal line. Yeah, um, they blew it. Yeah, which gave the Bengals time to run the clock down, kick a field goal in the last play. Different so this time, the game is in Kansas City. But according to Joe Burrow, and I, I don't know if you ever you heard this or ever heard him say, he really says that NFL stadiums are nothing compared to SEC stadiums that are jam-packed. So, I mean... Like, you Athens want, was deafening. Yeah, could <laughs> understand that. So uh, let's just let's just talk about it. these are two teams' explosive offenses. You know, in fact, hit the over on points this yeah, week. You yeah. might as well bet the over. It's going to be. I don't know if it'll be exactly like Bills Chiefs. I, I would be up for it as long as it doesn't end in the overtime rules again. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, just your overall preview of the matchup. Just your overall. Um, you know, quarterback duel all the way. Um, but really, the advantage lies in defense. Um, and we saw that Kansas City can't play defense. We saw it big time. Um, so, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are, uh, you know, primed to have another big game. Uh, so if, if the Chiefs can't get a stop, it's going to be so hard for them to win this game. But – 
Same thing can needs to be said yeah. about the Bengals defense. Though the Bengals defense is proven to be better this season uh, than the Kansas City, they've still got to go out there and shut down Patrick Mahomes if they can't get pressure on Patrick Mahomes like we talked earlier. Um, you know, there it's just so hard to stay out in front of him, and then it comes down to a coin toss. Yep, and no one would like it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will give you – I've given you a Bengals stat every single week. I'll give you another one here. <laughs> I'm ready. The Bengals, in the history of their franchise, have never lost a conference championship game. They've been to two, and they've won both times. They have never lost a conference championship. So – with that information and the way you said it right there, who who you got for this one? Um, I have picked against the Chiefs every single week. It's like they're becoming the new Brady. Well, the Steelers the won. You did that. You did that for me. You, I, I come on. You didn't. Well, don't, I didn't. I didn't even think the Steelers. Well, had a shot I didn't think they're going to win, but I picked against them. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. And I, let's face it. Well, we were all rooting for the Bills solely because they're the Bills. Um. This is tough. This is a tough decision to make, but give me Broadway Joe. I, I take, I'll take me the Bengals. Oh, I go in. okay. I All right. Well, listen, I'm thinking about this one logically. I look at the Bengals had this huge playoff. Uh, this is nowadays without playoff win. They broke that. They had never won a road playoff game ever. They broke that. They've never lost a conference championship. So they're gonna yeah. blow, they're gonna lose that streak too. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. It's it's really hard to pick against Mahomes in the postseason. This is their fourth straight at home. And I mean Arrowhead, even though what Joe Burrow said, that place is gonna be loud. loud, loud very loud. And you gotta wonder uh how some Bengal players react. Maybe Joe Burrow, no matter, you know, if no matter if he's the next coming of Joe Cool. Uh, how he's going to do it's, but in my Indeed. opinion, it's, it's, I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals. Don't get me wrong. I will be rooting for Cincinnati, but I, I got, I got to be honest and I got to pick the chiefs. Yeah. Also, you got to pick different than me because it's getting coming down. to the I have water. no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I, I'm winning now. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, no. I think I won both of our split picks. I have week. no idea what you were talking about at all. You you are not 48 and 45, and I am not 43 and 50. I have no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> uh, well, let's move to the NFC one now. Let's, let's set the stage week 18. Rams, Niners. Lot at stake for the Niners in that game in LA. They get a big overtime win. And the only reason they're in this NFC championship is because of that big win. And now, a few weeks later, they're right back in that same spot. But this time, it's for a trip to the Super Bowl. You got two teams, solid offenses, two really good defenses. This to me is the harder game to pick, in my personal opinion. Uh yeah, it's a it's a tough pick. Uh, I mean, these are two good teams who, you know, have basically already played a playoff game against each other. Um, you know, they basically got an extra playoff game week eighteen because it was really a must win for both teams because at the time, the Rams didn't know that they uh, weren't going to have to win that game. Yeah, they thought the whole they game, thought they had to win that to yeah. get the division and have a home playoff yeah. game. So they they thought the whole time that they needed to win that game. So it was just as much of a must win for them. And, and I mean, you could saw by the way they played. Yeah, um, just as much of a must win for them. So uh, you know, 
really go out there and, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a matter of can uh, the Rams change it up? Can they overcome uh, their weaknesses? Can Matthew Stafford, you know, not turn the ball over? That's what lost him the game yep. at the end. Um, so Matthew, Matthew Stafford has played a very good football yep. this season. And in the postseason, he has turned it over a lot. So that's, you know, bodes well. But can they shake it off? Can they become a, a new team, something different that the Niners just can't handle? Uh, it's going to be thrilling. Um, I know who I'm going to pick. Oh, but, I, th- I was about to say, yeah, I think I know who you are too. But that's because I, I can't. You can't pick I, against them. Yeah, I can't. You picked them at the start. Yeah. You got to stick with I them. I can't go against what I said because I'm right. <laughs> Um, so the Niners are going to the Super Bowl, and they go to the Super Bowl. They got to win this Sunday night. Let's see it, Jimmy G, Debo. Let's get it done. I will say this. If your pick is picks right, Niners-Bengals, that would be an awesome Super Bowl. It would be something to see. It would be something to see. All the matchups would be good to me except for Niners and Chiefs just because we just got that one recently. Yeah, nobody wants to see part two. Well, me, if the I'm, Niners win. I was about to say, it would be interesting care. if it were to happen, but I'm going to be honest, I'm rooting for the other any other matchup, and that's yeah. just that's just uh, my personal opinion. But uh, for me, I look at this one. I'm going to go, even though the 49ers have beaten the Rams six times in a row, even though they beat them the last time they played, it's I'm going to go with the Rams. I feel like Stafford... And no, this has nothing to do with us that we're picking different. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but no, I really like I really think Stafford showed how he can be clutch in the playoffs with that big play on that Absolutely. drive after Absolutely. they blew a 24 point lead. And Stay even composed. Yeah. And even the 24 point uh when they blew a 24 point lead, none of it was his fault. Yeah. It was fumbles by other guys uh, on the team. And also, you know, in my opinion, this is gonna be a not a high scoring game. If no. I think no, I no, think no. So. it's not going to be like Big Ten football level low scoring, but but it is not going to be. It's 30. not going to be nearly as thrilling as Chiefs Bengals. Yeah, might be so. But I'm going to go with the Rams for this one. But I will say I am rooting for the Niners solely because the Rams did not allow them to buy tickets to get into the stadium. Yeah, that's actually should be illegal. That, that really should be. I think be I think illegal. they took it off, and some 49ers fans were able to buy it now. But I think they were just like, we're going to give LA fans the chance. I think they gave themselves a head start. Yeah, because um, you remember what happened in Week 18? There was a lot of Niners fans, and Stafford. It sounded like yeah. a home game for the Niners. Uh, I mean. If you hadn't heard him say it a thousand times on the broadcast, you would have thought we were playing in San Francisco. Yeah, and uh, Stafford even said he had to use a silent count at home. A silent count at home. No offense, that just shows me overall that the and Los Angeles doesn't want anything to do with the NFL. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, it's just you can't just not have a football team in Los Angeles and then shove two in. Yeah. All, all, all at one time because guess what happens? People already weren't in, in Los Angeles already weren't invested in NFL football. And then you gave them two teams yeah. to choose from. Um, I know it's, you know, one of the three biggest cities in the world uh, or in the country, not in the, not the world. Yeah. Um, one of the three biggest cities in the country. But my goodness, you can't split it in half and then expect, you know, a, quite the turnout. I was about to say, but in my opinion, San, uh, Chargers should still be in San Diego. That's just. Yeah. Dean Spanos being a uh, scumbag and being like, I want the money. I want to go to L.A. 
Uh, and then staying, uh, staying crunky for the, for the Rams. It's just also kind of bad. Just do that to the people of St. Louis. Yeah. Um, I think we know who the P I think we know who St. Louis will be rooting for in this game. <laughs> yeah, probably the Niners. Yeah. Um, because they dis- despise the Rams now, I hope. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that is going to be it for this episode. It's going to be a thrilling uh, Sunday afternoon and Sunday uh, night for absolutely. the championship games. Now, this will be coming out uh, uh, tonight, Friday, but on Saturday, we will have an episode. Uh, even though it's my mistake, I thought the NFL awards were this Thursday. They're actually next Thursday. We're still going to do it because we we want to. So, and also this guy putting a lot of work into the episode. So we're going to, we're going to still get out. So that one will come out Saturday. Uh, and then the week after that, we'll obviously have an episode planned in between Super Bowl weeks. And then the week after that, it is Super Bowl time. So uh, going to be a pretty interesting next couple yep. of weeks. Maybe there will be some trade news. We'll wait and see on that. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Bull Take Podcast. That is Austin Hill. I'm Austin Waiter, and we want to thank you for listening.